Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. Eid Mubarak, everyone who's enjoying the long week and the long break across the region, especially in the UAE. Uh, it's end of June. It's the last episode, of the first half of the year, a first half that was supposed to have a recession. It was supposed to be negative, but that didn't happen, which bodes well for the second half in the UAE in particular. Although oil GDP is revised lower towards 3% growth for the year, non-oil GDP has been GDP has been revised higher to 4% for the year. So very optimistic and positive outlook for the next six months. Uh, it's also been a busy week in Dubai. I attended the premiere of Mission Impossible in Abu Dhabi, an amazing collaboration between the capital and many entities down there, such as Etihad with uh, Mission Impossible. The team, parts of the movie were shot there and Tom Cruise and cast were on hand for the premiere. So even though uh, it's hot, it's summer, people are winding down, it's still quite active in the business world in the region. And uh, this episode is all about technology. It's fascinating conversation. Enjoy it. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week, we're with Nufal Elwali. He is the co-founder and COO at Obvious Technologies. They are a pioneering command and control solutions editor for security and mission critical operations. We're going to hear all about how Obvious Technologies came about, the marketplace, and the competition and industry in general and their roadmap for the future. So good morning, good afternoon, Nufal. Good afternoon, Richard. Yeah, so welcome, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for the invitation. Uh, great, uh, so tell us a little bit about Obvious Technologies. Obvious Technology, we are a French-based company and installed here in Dubai for like more than three, four years, actually. The time is running really fast. And uh, we develop a command control software solution for all the security purposes, smart cities and digital twin. So actually, just to give you a few words about what we do, and you will understand it really easily, it's uh, we uh, we build this software to answer and how we can enhance, you know, the security answer to like to the public safety and all the citizen. And we are develop our software like a video game. Oh wow! For one reason, two reason actually. It's because in video game, there is no manual and no training. It means that you take the, the software, you take the game, you can go at home and play like for 10, 12, 12 hours. So the, the, our purpose is to earn time and to make quicker decision for decision maker, but also people on the ground. Okay, interesting. Fine. So obvious technologies. Thanks for explaining that. I get it. Uh, does that mean that your clients are governmental clients or, or security type people? Yeah, we have government, cities, airports, transportation, oil and gas, campus. Like uh, we have kind of where we have like a lot of sensors to manage. It could be CCTV, access control, drone, anti-drone and people on the ground. It could be our customer. Okay. So, but normally with CCTV, if you buy a CCTV that comes with a software that you can manage yourself, why do you need an extra software from obvious technology? This is a really good question, Richard. Actually, the CCTV software, it's only for CCTV. 
the software for access control it's only for access control but what we have done it's a platform that it's totally agnostic and can integrate a lot of type of sensors to give you the feeling that one software manage everything yeah and the most important it's that kind of software they are only alerting software it's like if you have a robbery at home and i call you and call you and i told you richard you have a robbery and I tell you, okay, have a good day. You will say, but it's just the beginning. I need to solve it, what I'm going to do after. Mm. And this is what we do, actually. We have also a mobile app that police, security guards, law enforcement can use. And actually, there is an alarm. We send them the mission on the ground, and they can go directly like they have Talabat. So the aim is from the alerting to the sol to the to the solving situation, we manage everything. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you started out in France. Uh, what, what, you're the operations officer. Were you part of the, the team at the start? When did it start? It started like, uh, we do the R and D, like it was in 2016. Actually, it's a, it's a good journey and funny journey. Uh, I was working around, you know, the user experience in software. I'm in the security industry for more than 15 years and I have all the time the same pain point that I need to train people on the software. And I realize all the time that I give software to an expert and 10 minutes after he lose like maybe 80% of his knowledge and competences to manage the situation. Software are too much complicated for expert. So you have to be invisible. So I was working around 3D video game concept, you know, to make it simple and stupid. And uh, I, my journey, you know, I meet with the, the formerly the general of the special forces in France, the GIGN, just after the terrorist attack that we have in France. And when I introduce him the software, I was shocked by his answer. He said, I don't understand. The guy who has the guy who is managing, you know, all the crisis um, task in the in France and over the world for France. And he was not understanding what I'm saying. So I said to myself, like, maybe I'm not giving him, you know, the right proposal. So we work together and he tell me, like, I don't need only anything. I don't care about technology. You need to earn me time because when I deploy people on the ground, it took me, it took me between 10 to 20 minutes. So we need to decrease this time. So we take inspiration like Uber, how they, you know, how they, they win the game just because before calling a taxi, it was taking like 10, 15 minutes. Now with Uber, you don't need to say where you are. You just say where you want to go and you have a Uber and you can see that he's moving to you in like two minutes. Hmm. So we worked together and after we decided to create this company. So the, the last but not the least, we have our, our third associate who is coming from the video game industry. So this individual from the security in France is a co-founder as well. Yeah, it was formerly the, the, the general of the GIGN. Oh, wow. And GIGN is the, you know, the SWAT in France. Mm. It's the special forces. So after he said, like, we have a good idea. Let's build the company about that. So he joined us. And after I, I bring, uh, our CTO who is coming from the video game industry mm. to, to big, because it's a question about managing data and the video game industry managing really well. So we say, okay, let's go deeply in this direction and create uh, obvious technology. Okay, amazing. I'm going to jump around a bit. So when you when you sell this software to someone, do they is it on prem? Is it something you you download, or is it in the cloud? And then is the experience because you you mentioned video gaming. So if I'm logging in for the first time. Uh, say I have, um, say I'm running an oil and gas company. I've got thousands of, 
uh, employees uh, around the clock. I've got a few different uh, refineries going on. Um, this and I and I plug in all my different uh, cameras, all my different sensors, all my different security, all my different check-ins Correct. into your software. And if I log on to your console. Um, uh, it's like a gaming interface. Yeah, correct. It's in 3D. And do you know so, about SimCity, the video game? SimCity, yeah. Yeah, this it is looks what, like that. Yeah, okay. we do that, but we make it alive with real data. So you can see your people moving from police, hills, okay. uh, civil defense, your CCTV, your drone, your cars, everything moving, and you can take action. Actually, our software is called OODA, O-O-D-A, for Observe, Orient, Decide, and Act. Okay. This is the loop of decision for the the, the pilot of US Air Force to take a decision in less than two seconds. So uh, we could be on the cloud or on-premise, but generally for the security purpose and sensitive area, of course it's on-premise. But for other area, we, we could be like on the cloud. Our, our software is totally adaptive and agnostic. Okay, amazing. So, uh, yeah, but is this, a, okay, it can be on the cloud as well. So you start off in France in 2016, did you raise funds? We just do, we are, we are a company like we call like Boost Trump at the company. Uh, at the beginning, we just do some love money, really small amount. Uh, three years of R&D in 2019, we create the company. And after we have at the beginning customer who trust us. In like, France. Yeah, in France, but also in the Middle East. Our journey starts in Qatar and after in UAE and after in Saudi. So uh, we actually, we don't raise money. We just um, evaluate and, and increasing just by ourselves. Because the, the three people that you had, you know, they bring different skills there. Yeah, correct. But so you you didn't get, it didn't, the product uh, wasn't sort of, didn't feel, fit a market in France? No. You, if, it, if it a market in France, and actually uh, just look in, in the statistics, the Middle East market, uh, it's a huge market all around the world. And talking about data, they have like a couple of years in advance. So the aim, it was, okay, we need to be our champion in France, but our target is to be the leader, the world leader in this market. So it's mandatory to come to the Middle East and we have all the competitors. So of course we need to see ourselves regarding our technology, if it's good and the competition in the market, if we are in the right way. So. Our choice from the beginning, and we come uh, just before COVID, you know, in the yeah. Middle East, because it's just an amazing region regarding the data, the, they are early adopter and they love technology. So we want to confront ourselves, you know, to customers that are really exigent in terms of functionalities and also stability of software. Okay, so you have this product ready in 2019 and your first customer is in Qatar. Uh, can you say which sector it was in? Yeah, it was stadium. It was uh, actually the, the Arabic Cup. And after we do the World Cup 2022. Okay, amazing. Good. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the World Cup. So, uh, did you have to, you know, with, with that, uh, did you pitch a tender for that? Did, was there an RFP and then you, you had to provide sort of security technologies? Yes, of all the time there is an RFP. And after us, because we are totally new, it's a totally new concept actually to have like a 3D platform in touch screen, like a video game. So it's playing Call of Duty, but for real. So we answer to the RFP, but after we propose to them, like we, we listen to them and new function. So this is how you can improve your software it's to listen to the customer. So our target was we have a platform and after we will learn from the customer. This is the most important for us. So we start, actually, I just do a mistake. The first customer was the airport in Doha. 
Uh, and after I'm we move, it. you know, to stadium, we have done the, the World Cup 2022. That's a huge, uh, the World Cup in Qatar is a huge event. Yeah, big and, event. And a very challenging in terms of uh, logistic security for a new company. It seems like an amazing achievement to yeah. have won that contract. Uh, how, how did you, I'm sure you have big competitors. How did you sort of, uh, and what was your scope? What was your remit for security for the World Cup? Our scope was to manage some stadium. Actually, it's difficult to go deeply, you know, on what we have done, but it was like the, the security purpose, you know, for a couple of stadium. And, uh, what, uh, of course we have a lot of competitor. And the uh, fight was quite hard, but uh, at the end, um, the customer chose us uh, because they trust on our technology and our agility, the capability. So they cannot choose you only on paper. You have to do like proof of concept first and to test the solution. And the same years we have done also Expo 2020 here in Dubai. Oh, wow. So yeah, the, the two big events from like 10 years, yeah. we, we are choose. So it was um, a big, big journey for us challenging but uh hopefully everything was uh, quite well and you're still here and you still have business in these markets so obviously yes of well. course yeah yeah we we have make a growth if i give you some number like from last year we have a, do a growth about 60 percent, something like that 600 uh, percent, excuse me so it's a big growth now we are we have reached like almost 60 people oh. in the in the company 95 percent of them they are technical developers pre-sell so everything it's oriented you know to the customer this is our main target it's not like we have a lot of humility it's not to say like we know everything we know that we don't know so our target is to come to listen to the customer and propose him something that he didn't think about this is our purpose it's to do a lot of innovation and to listen okay so let's break it down a little bit because a lot of our listeners are sort of business owners and founders in Dubai. They're not necessarily uh, developers or programmers. How complicated does this get? You know, um, the web and, and coding and this, you know, if people are thinking of startups, they think, oh, the CTO will do that. And they never really get into the weeds of the different languages, the different developers, like, and the, you know, as, as digital transformation goes on, this area is just getting more and more advanced. We're talking about, and I want to talk a little bit more about, it, but data scientists, uh, we're talking about different languages and especially in what you're describing to me would sound very complex because not only does your product have to work, you have to, the languages that you have to speak to has to connect with a lot of different other softwares. So how complex can it get? It's quite complex. And my recommendation, it's not to become a technical if you are not technical, but it's to say on the functional. I, I will give you the quote about Henry Ford. At his time, he said that if I ask people what they want, they will tell me, I want horse that can go more speed. And he will never create the cars. So the aim to be focused on the functional and after you will find the resources and the right language. This is the, 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 the more thing. What we saw generally, it's people told you that, okay, I would like to have a glass of water, but put it on a plate with ice and add some, you know, like a mantle on it. They give you the recipe actually, and this is not the aim. Tell me what do you want to eat and we will create it. Our complexity in our software is to have a front end that it's really simple to use because we want to give to policemen uh, and law enforcement or security guard, whatever, 
software that you don't need to train. Like that, you will have 100% of your experience and capabilities. But the backend, it's really complicated. In video game, they, they, there is a latency that they want. Let's say that together, Richard, uh, we are playing to go Call of Duty, okay? I'm in Paris, you're in Dubai. I'm not a gamer, but that's the one where you're shooting people. Yeah, correct. Okay, it's this a, it's is, this first, is, first, what do they call it? First person shooter, no? Yeah, correct, yeah. So you, you, you shoot me on the game, okay? If I die two or three seconds after, you, you would say, I have a bad experience with this game, so you will stop it. So I need to die in 10 milliseconds. So the backend in exchanging data and the latency, it's really, really high. So this is what we have done. Our competitor actually, they manage like 15,000 even per second, which is look a lot for, you know, non-professional. But actually when you have a lot of data like in Expo or other customer that we manage, uh, it's not enough. So we go actually us to 1 million events per second, which is in communication, stream video or whatever, really fast and give you this capability, you know, to react really fast also. Okay, fine. I'll just explore a little bit more on the development side. So, you know, this term interoperable where, you know, it's almost language agnostic, but um, say, say in, in our company, we, we have some apps, we have some digital platforms, not necessarily gaming, but uh, if I was thinking about what I might need, I might need um, web kind of code languages. So whichever uh, software language the developers, the tech stack they advise, whether it's HTML5 or, you know, the different view or JS or open source or any different, these different things. And then as soon as it gets to gaming, it's, it's more, um, you know, uh, like Ajax, it's more like different types of Unreal Engine and there's more simulation and there's more things going on, right? Correct, so yeah. it get, and then there's the clouds type of technologies as well. Uh, you know, the different areas, like different languages for the cloud, like Python or other things like that. Correct, yeah. So, so, you know, when I, when I was learning code, like 15, 20 years ago, there was, it was one or two. Now there seems to be 10 or 15 different languages and probably more. And then when you have the, uh, when you're saying 3d, it gets even more complicated. Uh, but you have 95% of your 60 employees. How many, like how, what, what do they do? Are they all different language specialists? Are they, uh, you know, another example, when, when I, the first digital agency I worked in, uh, 2007, we had, uh, uh, we used to make, uh, websites and it was when immersive websites were really popular. Okay. And sometimes we would, uh, build games for our clients, uh, that were widgets or in the middle of the website. And we would have, you know, you know, the UX UI person like you, then we would have the hardcore coder or whatever. And then we just have the game guy and he would just code games all day. So is that, is that the mix of your employees? Like they just have, they have all these different languages. Yeah, we have a mix and match. It's mandatory. Like you said, there is more than 100 language. It's like actually, you know, uh, working in a, in a, in a repair garage. Okay. You have a lot of tools at your disposal. What are you going to choose? Our choice, what we have done, it's where do, where do you want, do we want to reach? Yeah. And to be honest with you, you know, in five years, we threw two times the software in the garbage. Oh. The first purpose, it's first is, uh, I, we say generally that one year in technology, it's six years in the real life. 
So when I, when, you know, when I heard sometimes that companies say, oh, I have a software for 10 years, me, it's like 60 years. Wow, I'm not <laughs> going like to buy lives. it. It's yeah. like, it's dying. It's not a new technology. And you need to adapt yourself all the time. Mm. And there is a Japanese word for that, that I really love coming from this, this word, it's Kaizen. It's constantly, you know, amelioration on your, on your product and everything. So first you need to, to, to put a target that it's look for you totally crazy today mm. because you know that in one or two years, it will be totally normal. So you need to have like data scientists and people who really have a good conceptor and can create, you know, the new technology after that it's the risk management. So generally we have like 10, 20% of dot people in, uh, in our software and we put it in an organization that we call task force. Let's say that the challenge it's, this is what we have done like for the event that I give you. Before we threw one time the, the software, we say, okay, what is the most infrastructure that we can manage? It was like 50,000 camera, which mean a lot. And we reach a point that one customer told us that I have 100,000 camera. Okay. What who, we who is that? Uh, customer here in the, in the Middle East. Which? Uh, in UAE. Okay. But, uh, government. Government. 100,000 cameras. So it wasn't Expo. Is that a, 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 no, it was not Expo. At an Emirate level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, actually it's like your story. Are we going to create widget, you know, like to put some patch and to reach the game or we reach the limit? No, we see the sky. The first decision is to say, okay, you know, the $2 million that we put in development software, put it on the garbage. Hmm. Let's redo it. And now let's put a level that it will be 1 million camera. People tell me that, but it's crazy. We cannot make it. Okay. Let's imagine how we can make it. And after you have like what is good now with the, the technology of today, the, the aim is not to make the choice today, but you know, to make it the more later possible because as an owner, as a creator of software, when you make a choice, you push a button so you cannot come back. After. So what we have done is we have a platform, not software. Like what we, you, you know, and I know before also I was a developer. It was like monolithic architecture. It means that you have to hurt and after you put satellite, but at the end you create a monster that you need to put patch. And when you have bug, you cannot solve it. Mm. When you have a platform, it's like, let's say that we speak one language and after we have like what we call microservices architecture. This language will be like English, okay? And after I will create like convertisseur that can speak Irish, English, Russian, Indian, Pakistanis, whatever. Like that, I will not have my breakpoint right now. The aim is at the cost, it costs a lot. But at the end, you save a lot of money mm. and you are really adaptive. So this is the aim, to be adaptive, to be able to integrate any kind of data. So we have some customer now who ask us, like, it's not only CCTV, but they told us we have two pita of data, which is a lot, like a lot of database coming. It could be uh, open data, the weather, the flight. Two uh, the terabytes or a different metric? Tera uh, two pita, uh, petabyte. Okay. So it means 2000 terabyte. Okay. Which is a lot in terms of, uh, of data. So we need to integrate those kinds. So we need to be the most open possible. We have no choice. Hmm. Amazing. Okay. So, uh, the world cup, uh, what, when we were reading about the world cup beforehand, a lot of talk was at the most, the digital, so the most, uh, internet of things world cup, we were hearing about air conditioning, sophistication of the stadiums. And, uh, it really was amazing from a, 
experienced point of view, but we didn't really understand the technologies that went behind it. So can you share a little bit about what what technologies, what were the interesting things that were sort of world first that happens at the World the, Cup? The, the technology on our side, what we have done, it's we have done all the stadium. Actually, we have done five, not all. But five of eight, I think. Yeah, yeah, five or nine, yeah. Nine, and uh, in 3D. So the aim is, you know, to have this digital twin stadium where you can see everything. The good things and the good mindset it, uh, for us was how with security we can make a better journey for the, the guest when he's coming. And this is our purpose. It's not like to say like we're going to avoid the issue, but how when you go to Expo, when you go to, to the, the World Cup or where, wherever you go, how security can improve you know, your journey and your, experience, your customer experience? How and I can make you more happy? And this is where we're working with cities and other, it's with services, how we can participate to this happiness. So the technology, it's not like only technology, but it's also earning time and make you having a good day without any issue, finding your place, having your way and all the information like that. You can be focused, you know, on your match day, your journey or your visit. Okay, but uh, so that still doesn't, it's amazing. It just doesn't sound uh, software or technology because, you know, when some people would tell me that they're, I'm not sure the right word, but they're experienced designers or they do signposting and mapping for venues and, and flow of uh, traffic and, and event management and crowd management. But what your technology, forgive me if I'm wrong, it's more um, connecting the different pieces of technologies, whether it's cameras or barcodes or like where you plugged into the Hyatt app. Did you have all this different data? And uh, was there someone sort of looking at the data points via uh, your technology and then making decisions? Is that what was happening? Yeah, actually, we have like a different application from the people on the ground to the decider maker. So the VVIP, they will have the same software, but different vision because the, at the end, it's to take, a, to take a decision and to act. So off software, it's, first, it's correlate data. Okay. The second step will be like to, to, um, to manage it and to show it on a good way to understand it. I give you an example. Like, for example, you have a fridge and you have your vegetable, eggs, leg, eggs, um, milk, meat, everything. Okay. If I told you what you have in your fridge, you will tell me, but uh, no, Phil, come on. If I open the fridge, I will sew it. Our job is to say, okay, uh, actually, uh, to, to put in the right way, for example, the egg with the milk, the meat with the fish and vegetables. But to tell you, Richard, you know that you have a meal for three persons. In two days, you will need to go and to, to the shops, you know, to buy some food. If you add just a little bit water, you can make a cake. Mm -hmm. So this is what we do, you know, actually with our big data and to manage the people you know, on the ground. So what sort of decisions were they making? Deploying more, uh, more, uh, customer service, more security, uh, changing transport. Like was there, was there real time decisions happening in Qatar? Yeah. yeah actually, um, to speak about the World Cup, it will be difficult for me. So I will speak about. I can see you're going around it. Yeah. yeah no yeah. problem. <laughs> so I will speak about general purpose, of course. Uh, we manage three time, which is the past, the present and the future. So the past is to understand what happened, you know, like for example, okay, I have a congestion, too much traffic or an issue to learn 
and to teach to anybody how to react best. Like, okay, what was the good things and bad things? Real time, it's I have an issue. Okay, let's say that we have an intrusion or traffic issue in the middle of Dubai. Okay, uh, accident. I need to send people. So on the command and control room, the guy will see the alarm. He will click and it will be like Uber. He will show me all the resources with the equipment and time to destination. I click and the guy on the field on his mobile application will receive like the path and the mission to do. Same time, the VVIP leader, they will have a global understanding of how many accidents I have in real time. What is the issue? I'm, it, I'm, I'm going to manage it well. What is my average time of answer? Mm. Like, okay, I solve my case in three minutes. Because people, what they want, they, they want fast answers. This is for the security purpose. But this one, we can go like for all the services. This is an accident, but we can do for the service. The elevator, like it's down. Mm. You call someone, I receive. So on the, this intelligence operational center, and I say, okay, thank you for your information. Uh, and you will see you on the mobile application that the guy is coming like in four minutes to solve the issue. And the nice thing about this is it's remote as well. You know, yeah. if you're if you're a decision maker and you're not near one of your units or venues or whatever it is, you know, and there's a report of something going wrong, uh, you don't necessarily have to get on ground. You can actually uh, manage it and make a Correct, decision yeah. remotely. And they have actually at the end, they have a dashboard with all the data and KPIs. Mm. How can we say that we have done a good job? There is target and KPI. Like, for example, if you see that we solve your situation in less than three minutes and you as a citizen or guest, you have access to this data, you will say, wow, what happened? I know that I will have an answer in less than three minutes. And the decision maker, you know, he, he wants also to have KPI to say, okay, did I need to improve? or decrease, you know, which services and everything. Okay, so Dubai, you know, and especially even I love in Dubai, we work closely with Dubai police and sometimes they share these amazing videos that they've uh, solved a case and they release it like a movie trailer and it looks really amazing how they do it. Probably gamified as well, yeah. right? But, you know, it's no secret, like, and even Dubai police let the media go in to see their setup. Uh, so it's no secret that they're quite sophisticated on data and it's a very safe city and everything like that. Um, but it has been for some time. So uh, what were you able to bring new to the table, like particularly around Expo or something like that? What, was, it, was it that piece where they had lots of different technologies and you were able to bring them all together? Or what was the, the USP that you had? The USP that, uh, that we have, actually, it's a good question. It's uh, three things. Better data visualization. Um, we reduce the time of answering because actually everything is done by voice. It means that, uh, okay, Richard, I need you to go to this, uh, for example, to downtown. I will call you and say, Richard, can you go to downtown? The voice exchange make lose time. So the aim is to reduce this time where we can, uh, you know, earn time in, uh, in each step. You mean voice makes it slower because I have to pick up the phone? Yeah, correct. So if I, you know, a picture is better than 1,000 words. So if you are on the ground and I send you a pop-up, you see, where is the alarm? You see the CCTV and exactly step one, step two, step three, do that. And after you will have like Google Maps or ways, turn left and right. You don't have to think. If you don't have to think, you will be focused on your experience and capabilities. So this is what, what we do. And the third thing is we have created all the data, like the example of the fridge, to be able to say, guys, you have a meal for three people. 
you can do a cake to tell you what actually you don't know. This is the aim of correlating data. Mm. It's to, to, to give this purpose. Okay. So you're saying that they should use their experience or they need to, they need to follow the map. No, they, they have to follow. We integrate all the process, you know, on the, on the map and dashboard to have the data and, uh, mm. and to understand the, the situation to take the decision. And we propose directly, you know, the, we have some AI. So we propose directly, you know, to the, to the end user and the operator, the best way how they can manage, you know, the different actions. Yeah. Okay. So going back to, you know, what's, what's fascinating to me is, you know, you use the example of Uber and for many years, people would sort of use Uber like as a verb or whatever, you know, the Uber of, or, you know, as if it's a way of sort of being an interface where kind of cuts out the middleman, whether it's a taxi driver and it just, uh, makes things happen from A to B. But then as, uh, app technologies improved, uh, these companies had really good data, but they also now, as you mentioned, they hire lots of data scientists and, you know, we see super apps, especially here, like you mentioned Talibaba, there's Kareem, there's, you know, Noon and, uh, Botum and there's lots of others now. And, it, it, as you said, the, the region's full of data. So they're able to, with all this data, they're able to make things more seamless. And, uh, you know, when we open a Kareem or an Uber app and we see the car moving, that's what you're talking about, right? Like yeah, that's correct. the gamification, yeah. but it's powered by a lot of data. It's powered by a lot of insights and things like that. And, you know, if, if I'm right in saying then, you know, they, especially say around the expo, it was said that, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's not enough taxis in Dubai. I don't know if you were here at the time, yeah. but it's because the data was showing that the taxis were needed at the expo and they were allocated over there, yeah, correct. but, but, but there just wasn't enough cars to go around because there were so many visitors, but is that what you're really talking about? The visualization part, it's, there's a lot of data scientists going behind and that's, that's the kind of, that's where we are. You know, people talk about AI, but actually where we are right now at the start of this decade is uh, this evolution of data-based apps and technologies. Yeah, correct. Actually, what we say is that it's the new gold of this century. And uh, actually, it's um, the transformation will depend on us. So how this data can participate, you know, to uh, increase the reaction and decrease, you know, the cost of people on the ground and all the same targets, how we can make people more happy. This is, this is um, our purpose. And actually data, uh, we need to manage it, but it's not because you have a lot of data uh, that you can understand it. More we have data, less the, the, we will have understand it. So we need to have it in a good way. And the only domain that manage this amount of data really good is the video game. With a, with a controller of PlayStation, I have four buttons. I have four on the up, so total eight. And I can play for 10 hours and managing a lot of data. Mm. So because everything is simple and give you this cognitive way to understand what actually happened and taking the right decision. So this is what we want to give, you know, to cities, country, also in the, in the, in the security. But the second point with data, it's to do prediction and simulation. Give you one example, uh, about the, the Paris Metro that we manage. Actually, they use our software, not for security full digital twin to do three things. Um, we have the Olympic games in, in France. So we hope they, they will choose us, of course, uh, after what we have done in the Middle East. And, um, they want to see how the buses 
metro tramway will be in 2024, 2026, and 2030 because they want to, to, to extend and they're going to introduce the taxi flyway. Like it's the, like the drone taxiway, uh, totally autonomous. But the, the, you know, the, the citizen is increasing in the region of, uh, of Paris. So they, they want to, to simulate what happened if I have a line bus here regarding the data of the population. It will be enough or not good. So they push a button and like that they can see themselves in 2026 saying, okay, if I add the buses here, okay, I will have a lag here. And it's like, you know, having a super uh, computer of calculation. When you have a good visualization, don't need, you know, to do it by brain. You have a picture and you can take the right decision to say, no, guys, we need to add the bus here or to move here because let's see, like, we will have a congestion. And this is what we, we propose, you know, to transportation and cities. Thinking and imagining the future is difficult. So we're going to give you a real digital twin when you can put all your hypothesis and see in real life the reaction. Okay, but is this, you know, if someone else... Uh, in your position was talking like that, I would be hearing things like metaverse and, uh, this type of, because that's what, that's what 3D is in a way, right? Yeah. Um, is that something that you do or is that something that you've had to sort of sell in? We, or talk? we, we have, um, um, reality virtual, uh, virtual reality, excuse me, uh, application where you put the glasses and you can having your city in 3D and you will be like, um, Iron Man or in Minority Report, like you can, handle, take the real agent, move it like that and mm. everything. This one, uh, it's a real app that, um, we propose for one of our customer, of course, but the, the next version is to have an augmented reality uh, application. You are in Dubai. I'm in Paris. We have a crisis to manage. Okay. I will put these glasses. I will have the same place here in the middle on the table i will have my 3d with my glasses and i will have your avatar you will be around so i can tell you richard look at it here you can see my finger and the aim is to give more cognitive the technology it's not making people M more, more cognitive or more co connected co connected um, cogn cognitive, cognitive. the aim with technology it's not to make people you know far, far from them but to 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 approach people from from them to take the right decision okay Interesting. So, you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about practicalities. So you win some, you see there's opportunity in the region in Qatar in Dubai in UAE and Saudi, uh, but you started up in France. Uh, then do you need to set up a business license in each of these countries and what sort of activity is your company? Is it, uh, is it like a, a full service digital agency or because there's security involved, there needs to be extra level of, uh, diligence or due diligence or extra, an extra level of licensing that you need? No, we are just a software company. Yeah. So us, what we do, it's listen to the customer, but forget really, really fast. So the aim is to give the software, but give the capability to the customer to not ask you anything like that. We avoid any, uh, any issue. Um, of course we built here, uh, I believe it's to come on a country to build, you know, a subsidiary really fast. This is what we have in Dubai. And actually we have almost in the region, we reach like, I think 18 or 20 people. We are hiring a lot and moving a lot. So the aim, it's not like to come only for business, but, uh, to stay. Yes. To and, stay, yeah. and you, and you're, you're, you're only licensed in the region is here in Dubai. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so not yet in, in Qatar or Saudi. No, we, we, we have some people on the ground in Qatar and Saudi, but our target after it's to go locally. 
And which but, uh, which free zone did you set up in? Uh, we are in the MCC actually. Okay, yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and so uh, were you able to attract the talent from different countries or were you able to find different people here as well? Yeah, this is the amazing thing here. It's like you have a lot of nationality, which is really good for us because it's like that, that you can bring like the great idea. And competencies are just amazing here. You, you can find whatever you want. So we hire like technical people, developers, uh, that work for us, for our customer, but also for the project. And when you commercially, do you sell the project builds, but then you also charge a license fee afterwards? Yeah, we charge license fees. We work with system integrator uh, that do all the services around and the hardware because us, we want to be focused only on one thing, our software. Okay, so system integrator, meaning an original manufacturer or something like that, hardware. Let's say a prime contractor, a person that can say, buy the servers, install the, the CCTV camera, mm. you know, make the configuration, bring all the services around. And when you, when you have something so new like this and your clients have many questions, how do you, how do you stay focused on what you're doing? Because I can imagine, you know, when you say you want to give someone what they want, it can go many different ways. They, you can end up, doing cybersecurity or you can end up building an app for someone like it can be very broad very yeah, quickly this is the, the risk so you need to be focused and second it's our software look like really a video game in a movie so when you saw it at the first time you said this is a fake so generally we arrive at the step that okay you need to do a poc a proof of concept so what we have done we have all the map of and all the street of all over the world it means that to go for a POC, you know, for, with a city or whatever, it's really simple for us. And it's the powerful of our backend. We, we are really adaptive, so we can go fast. So generally, we do a presentation, and after we give them access to our cloud software to, to test like and to simulate. And we move to the POC mm. fast because they don't believe it's too, too much beautiful regarding what our competitor offering. So they, they want to test it and to see if it's true or not. Uh, so uh, from the breakdown of the projects that you have and the clients that you have, what would be the percentage of each sort of sector? What would be governmental? What would be uh, private sector? And uh, do you see that changing? It's changing. At the beginning, it's governmental. Um, so if we said last year, it, it was like 80% governmental, 20% private. This year, it will be half and half. Uh, we are really moving, you know, to, to private because they follow what the government install. Generally, like, uh, if I told you, oh, you know, that the, the same solution that Dubai police have, I'm going to put you at your home, you will be more secure. Like you say, okay, they, they have done the job, mm. you know, to certify. And, you know, cause I'm just thinking of even DMCC, there's so many, uh, companies there. I could imagine that, you know, the chairman could be interested in your technology to operate that type of free zone. So you must think that there's uh, unlimited potential clients from a private sector point of view. Yeah, a lot. So one uh, type of client that we are targeting, it's campus malls. Uh, like for example, to manage all the people services in the ground and also the journey of the, the citizen. We were talking about data, but look at Dubai mall, how many cameras they have. Uh, how many data they can build? How many cameras do they have? They have thousands, 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 thousands. More <laughs> it's than big 10, place. Yeah, yeah, big place. And uh, and actually, in UAE, it's not a question about security. It's quite safe. 
So it's how we can make the journey better. Mm. Like we can build some application that, okay, uh, you enter to the parking Dubai mall, you can know directly with an app where to go to find the place, like to earn time and to be more satisfied about the service. Okay. You need, uh, you, you are in a, in a mall, it's not mandatory to buy mall, any type of mall or hotel. You need like a coffee. We can have like the Talabat, the indoor Talabat, like to say, okay, I need to have a coffee now. And even if you change the place, the guy will bring you the coffee at the right place where you are. Okay. So the aim is to keep you this experience, uh, the guest experience better. And then is that, do you imagine, cause you know, gamified obviously makes this, uh, accessible that it could be a consumer level. And you mentioned you're inspired by Japan and there's a whole history of like gaming out of Japan, right? Like in, in many different ways, but, uh, you know, is this something that you could envisage envision in the future with the smart homes and the, the technologies around that, that people could have, could use your technologies to manage their homes as well? Yeah, we can, we can make it actually. We are not ready, you know, to reach uh, that point, of course, regarding the, the cost, cost level. Uh, but this is, yeah, something that, uh, that we can do. Our target in the future, it's for cities, for example, between uh, the local, the cedar and the, the citizen. To not put filter, like to have a, a direct communication, you need something from the administration. You will get it, and you will you will have the information from the administration. Mm. You have like a waste issue, just send uh, just send the WhatsApp, and you will have an answer that okay, the guy will come next day or two hours. Like this information, this is what we want as a citizen. Like more services but more invisible. Hmm. It's like Disneyland. Why, why all the people are happy in Disneyland? Because you are focusing Mikey and Minnie and, and with the attraction, you're not thinking about everything. You have a good sound and everything. So, so because they make you forget all the pain point that you can imagine hmm. and you are more happy to pay a bottle of water, $10. Which look insane <laughs> if you go outside. Yeah. To say like I spend one hundred dollars in waters and coats. <laughs> like it's a lot. Disneyland Paris is expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's fascinating. Yeah. So the aim is really how technology can make people more happy. Okay. And uh Nafil, you've been in the region sort of four years, three, four yeah. years. Uh, you know, you originally, your parents are from Morocco, you, yeah. you, you speak Arabic, you understand the region, uh, but you're here because you see, you mentioned before about the data, but what's your view since you got here? Do you think that this is, uh, an optimistic place to do business in? Do you see the future being bright, uh, in this region? Just an amazing region. Honestly, it's, um, uh, I was doing going back before, you know, COVID, just after COVID, I decided to move here. Okay. Because as a founder and CEO, you need to feel the region and to understand. You cannot say like, I know what is the pain point in the Middle East staying in France. No, you need to come to listen. And I understand that here there is smart and clever people that have a really amazing vision. I want to be part of that. Amazing. And when you come and you see the energy, it's something that's totally crazy and insane. Like, you, you can do whatever you want here and uh, everybody, even your competitor, they're really positive with you. It's mm -hmm. not like you are enemies, but uh, if you get, have a good idea and work hard, yeah, it's possible. Of course, it's really hard. A lot of people want the, the part of the cake here and the region is really booming. But definitely, we decided to be part of that. And it's for that I come here and build the team 
like we have the, the number two, the, the, the number two, the, our brain number two of the world is here. And it's not for any reason. We know that this region will become one of the decisions of the world. So we want to be part of that. That's a brilliant positive note to finish on. Thanks very much for sharing Thank your you, story. Appreciate Pleasure. It. I'm smarter after that conversation. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. It. When I was listening to that conversation, it reminded me of the statistics you hear about the Internet of Things and how many billions of dollars it's going to add to the economy. And likewise with AI, it's that's the exact use cases and businesses that crop up and create these economic benefits, employ uh, people and generate revenue. Uh, thank you to the team who put this together in the studio, Alibaba and Ali Khalil. And on the editorial side, uh, Shahir Al-Kindi, our producer. Uh, as always, it's available on smart TV apps. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, please do like, comment and sus subscribe. This is a smashy production as part of the Augustus Media Podcast Network. We'll be back next week with another episode.